Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome to week three of the Coronavirus-a-thon. Today, we're going to be talking all about how we as tech coaches are supporting our teachers, and we're going to give you five ways that you can work with teachers during the digital learning days or you know really whatever your school district's calling you guys i hope you guys are doing so good in your classrooms i hope you guys are doing good in your houses i've got two amazing co-hosts with me tonight susan vincent's welcome back how are you today i'm great um had an awesome steak dinner for my birthday that my husband grilled for me here at home since we can't go out and eat but um it's been a great day and um i'm excited to um, venture into another week of the unknown here well, congratulations. Happy birthday. What does it feel like to finally be of age? Great. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to ask everybody this question here tonight, but we're, we we officially have got, uh, we're going to call this week three because we this is our third coronavirus style tech coach show. Yes. I know we've officially been off school for, oh, I'll say a week, some people earlier, some people later, but um, overall, how you doing? Hanging in there, um, just a shout out, and I said this last week um, as we were preparing for our first week off, but our teachers have been awesome. My administrative team has been so very supportive. Just a huge shout out to all of them, and um, you know, I don't know if this is the appropriate way to put this, but I'm excited for another week ahead of um, e-learning as we've dubbed it at our school. You know, I love that you have that attitude, and I love that about you. And you've been doing some um, some weird things. You've actually been – were you in, in, in church this weekend? I was. I was live streaming our service. Actually, I'm part-time staff at our church. Um, I'm the director of communications. What so was I'm that like? What, I mean, obviously, look, I, I, I'm bringing this up because there are yes. people, you know, places out there that are – keeping up with social distancing, learning, whatever you want to call it. And there's some places that are adapting. Tell us a little bit about what you did this weekend. And, and are you planning to change that as we move forward throughout the next <clears throat> nine months? <laughs> well, actually, we were already planning to start live streaming at our church in about a month before Easter. Um, so uh, we revved that up and um, started it about three or four weeks early. Um, so we did it last week for the first time, but we actually let people physically attend church last week. But as of this week, um, per the mandate of our governor here in Kentucky, um, we ceased having physical services um, and did the social distancing thing. So it was um, um, two, two of our pastors who were on stage preaching, our worship team, um, social distance from each other as they played their instruments. And um, we put on a church service and we had over five that or excuse me 500 people um join us on our live stream here in our community so you know, it was awesome i love the fact that houses of worship schools 
communities, all of these people are starting to learn how to do this whole videos thing and video Absolutely. conferencing and distance learning. And, you know, we as tech coaches are dealing with all that too. And that's why today we're going to talk about the five ways that we are working with teachers through video conferencing, through many other means. This past weekend, Susan, we held a, a tech coach roundtable. We've been calling it our, our tech coach mastermind, but really it turned yes. into like a big roundtable. We had almost 75 tech coaches get together on Wednesday night on a Zoom meeting, and it was such a wonderful experience. Great We stuff. did two things. Number one, we actually invited one of the tech coaches on our show tonight. We're going to in- introduce her soon, but also we're doing it again. We're going to be doing it this Wednesday on March the 25th again at 8 30 at night eastern time and we would love to have you guys be there in fact susan i think last time i checked we had over 145 tech coaches signed up to be interested in coming and i'm i would that love awesome. to see over 100 tech coaches so if you guys are out there um ping, uh, ping me up on twitter at ask the tech coach i'll be tweeting this out i'll certainly be putting it on the ask the tech but i do have a google form and by signing up for that google form i'll send you a calendar invite but um, let me bring in our guest of the evening today, Miss Melissa Summerford. Melissa, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and I appreciate this experience that I'm getting to do to talk about what we're doing at my district. I'm doing great. Tell us great. a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your district and, and you know, how, how are things? Okay. Well, I work in a district in um, Texas near the Houston area. So we've just been getting teachers uh, started, making sure they're comfortable with Google Classroom, making sure they're comfortable with Seesaw. So last week we were, we started our days at nine, eight, got, you know, and right now since we've been off, because that week before was our spring break. So, you know, when you're on spring break, you get used to staying up late and it's hard to start getting into that routine. So, you know, we've been getting getting up early, getting online classes going for our teachers. And it's just been a great, I work in a great district. Everyone's been uh, preparing and getting our students ready for this distance learning is what we're calling it. And so we'll be rolling out that soon. Um, So I'm pretty excited. I think this is a great opportunity for teachers to learn some of those new tools that have kind of been pushing and it's neat to hear some of that feedback from teachers. Thank you for getting me ready. I couldn't have done this with Without you, so now I feel like wow. So those things that I did it was really making a difference. So and, I'm excited. And Melissa, you're a new tech coach, correct? That's right. And and this show has really like because I would be you know you know when I started back I started in July I found this um, on the Apple podcast and I started listening to it and you know you get so into it and I'm like that's me or oh my gosh thank goodness it really like helped get me through because I feel like this is a new position for my district so I'm kind of just paving the way and learning as I go I do have some um, friends I also work with a Google PD partner here in Texas um, Fried Technology and they have been such a great support for teachers and myself as well. So I really lean on them a lot. So they've helped me through this new tech coach position that I have. You had no idea what you were preparing for for our circumstances. I now, didn't. Huh? <laughs> well, we're, right? cer- we're, cer- I didn't. 
We're certainly excited that you're here. And again, Susan, you know, one of the things I took away from our meeting is there's so many tech coaches who are excited about this. I'm feeling excited about this. I had an amazing opportunity this week to work with so many teachers who, to be honest, I've never spoken to in the building because you know I'm a full-time middle school teacher and tech coach. But this week, with the help of my administration, they're all pushing teachers. Come see Jeff. Come see Jeff. Come see Jeff. Come see Jeff. I'm doing sessions almost every day. Even yesterday, you know, we're recording this on Sunday, but yesterday is Saturday. We, I did like four and a half hours of PD with teachers. I don't know if it's fair to call it professional development, but, but I had four and a half hours of video conferencing with these teachers trying to figure out how to do things. And so that's why we're going to talk about this topic here of five ways to do digital learning. Before we get into that, Susan, is, is it possible? to be doing this? Is it possible to be a tech coach when you're really not next to teachers helping them out? Well, of course. I mean, we do it, you know, day to day through email a lot. It's just ramped itself up a little bit more intensely the last couple of weeks. But yes, with all of the video conferencing tools that are out there, which I'm sure we'll um, refer to in a little bit. I mean, to me, I kind of made the statement earlier before we started recording that, you know, we're still doing our tech coaching job. We're just wearing a headset right now um, while we do it. You're right. You're right. And and one of the other things, I think that, you know, when you're responding through email and playing with these new applications, Meet, Zoom, um, just keeping that relationship with those teachers. Um, my daughter was in her room. She was playing around. And I said, I said, Katie, why are you being so loud? And she showed me this new app that was called um, House Party. So I got like all my teachers on it and we're like, we're playing games on it. Like we're still connecting, making that connection. And we just been even though we're not together we're still together and i i hopefully we can keep this up because that's what really brings that strong relationship you know as you can be in a classroom when you have that great relationship with them absolutely and i love that term relationships it's about building those relationships it's about building trust and one of the ways that people can know that we're here and we're here to support them well susan you tell us what is that first thing that we can be doing Well, weekly emails to teachers um, is a huge thing, you know, still staying in touch, whether it be your normal weekly email that you sent to teachers each week or how whatever form that takes and looks like with you and staying in contact with them and your administrators and being willing to schedule those meetings. Now, for me, this past week, you know, typically I'll send out maybe an email a week or every other week. It's been more of maybe two or three emails this week just to try to keep them encouraged and motivated. And, you know, and and tell me about those emails, because there's a couple things that I noticed. Number one, teachers right now are getting overwhelmed. In fact, the first thing that one of my math teachers did was they actually wrote an uh, did a whole video. So proud of the of the teacher on how to turn off all of the emails that you get from Google Classroom. It's overwhelming. Oh, yeah. and gracious. <laughs> most people don't realize that there is actually granular control inside the settings inside uh-huh. Google Classroom. And he wrote that little email and I sent that around. The principal sent that around. We put it on the website. And, and that was a great way for teachers to go, okay, 
I don't have to get 500 emails and I can start to whittle away through the different things. Talk to us a little bit about your philosophy, Susan. What does a distant learning email look like? Is it long? Is it short? Is it overwhelming? Or does it just say, hey, what do you need? Call me. Um, well, definitely, what do you need? Call me. But with mine, I try to stay um, on the side of just being encouraging and motivating to them. Um, one thing I did in um, my email this week, it was, I think, the day three, and just said, check in with me. How is it going? And I just left it open-ended, you know, reply back. How is it going? And then I left them with a little encouraging word, and I put um, just a link to a song that I wanted them to listen to that was going to be inspirational to them. So that's really all that was. And and what was the feedback? That's a great idea. Good. Say that again, Jeff. Sorry. What was the feedback? How many? Like, if you send a hundred emails, that how 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 many? What was the like? What was the percentage of teachers that didn't say anything versus people that said, "Hey," versus maybe the people who said, "Hey, Susan, I have a problem. Can you help me?" Like, how did how? What was the feedback on it? Um, pretty normal, if not a little bit better than I would normally get, because you know they're trying to, you know, make a video or they're trying to fix this problem or that problem. So you know probably a good 50% of response. And did you put any Mm -hmm. tech tips in there or did you just say whatever you need, I'm here? Or did you, did you shoehorn something in the bottom of that email? That one, I did not put a tech tip in. I just made it more just encouraging and motivating. My tech tips I've been putting in our um, Facebook group so as to not clog up their inbox. That way they can search our Facebook group or our website and find what they're looking for. Mm. That's good. Um, usually, you know, I didn't send emails out. I usually did like a potty PD. And so I've been thinking, how am I going to incorporate that now? Do I put it on my Facebook? I don't want to send them another email. So that is how I used to reach them. So I've been thinking, how am I going to share this potty PD? I mean, we all are thinking about toilet paper now. So why not (laughs) keep sharing it? I think that's a great idea. What, 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 so what are you doing? How are you adjusting yourself? Well, I send out a form, help me help you. The Jerry Maguire movie came out <laughs> and I just basically asked them, what are you, what are you um, interested in me helping? Would you like a one-on-one session? What time are you available? And so I sent that out, you know, pretty late and I got a lot of responses. I think they're just a little overwhelmed. Some are like, um, I don't know what I need help with. Help me what you think I need help with. I think they're still trying to um, get used to what we're about to tackle. One of the other things that I've been doing this week is being in constant email contact with my principal. And I'm trying to make sure that we keep touch. Um, I'm trying not to say to him, look at all the teachers I've worked with. Cause I don't want it to sound that way. And I don't want it to say like these teachers are doing things and notice how these teachers are, but I'm trying to keep him positive of look, your staff is doing an amazing job. Look, yes. your staff is being proactive. Um, you know, but yesterday, like again, Saturday, I had two different sessions. They were long sessions. Like, look, these teachers are reaching out. So I also am well aware that as a principal, you're getting a ton more emails than we are as, as teachers. So I try to keep those short. I try to bullet point things. I try to bold things. I try to make sure all the links are accurate. I want to make sure that everything goes in there. So keeping weekly stuff going to your teachers is important, not overwhelming them, 
scheduling time, meeting with, with your admin is certainly important. And then there's a third one here, which kind of goes back to our, our tech coaches roundtable, which is stay in contact with other tech coaches. Susan, other than, you know, the, the interactions that you and I have and like Wednesdays, how are you staying in touch with other tech coaches? Well, a huge thing for me is um, I've referred to this before here in Kentucky. We have a huge network of digital learning coaches, um, not only my colleagues in my former district, who I still have a great relationship with, and we share a lot of things, but just our whole state of Kentucky, we have our hashtag KYDLC hashtag hashtag that we follow on Twitter <laughs> and um, share resources and items with each other. And, you know, it makes a more cohesive um, environment when, you know, we know that we're a network across the state all um, working toward the same goal. I think that's important. You're right. Mm -hmm. I just love all of the sharing that's going on right now. Like teachers are truly giving teachers and tech coaches and everyone just seems to like coming together for this common purpose to serve each other. And so I really enjoy seeing that, you know, my tech group, we have, you know, we're constantly texting back and forth. I even renamed our, our little group tech busters. <laughs> and I tell them we need to have a thing. Who are you going to call the tech? busters <laughs> you know just keeping the humor in it all too because i mean it can get frustrating but just trying to maintain positivity is is what i strive to work for and because it's not gonna nothing's gonna change if you get upset with the way things work out so right <laughs> definitely so susan we've talked about emails what's the second thing that we can do to make sure that we're working with our teachers during these digital learning days well, keeping our items, and we talked a little bit about this last week and in our roundtable, is where do we keep all this information that we're sharing with them? Is it a website? Is it a Facebook group? You know, and we just talked about emails. So, you know, one example I, on the show notes, you're going to find um, the example that my, me and my coworker use on our um, website. Um, we're a Canvas school, and my close coworker works mainly with our middle school and high school teachers who use Canvas. So she has curated so many resources and made so many videos. So you'll find that website example on our show notes later. So that's where we try to curate most of our stuff, as well as our Facebook group that our administrators and teachers share. So that way, mm -hmm. if they find a great resource, it doesn't always have to be me sharing that. They can share and collaborate with each other. Yeah, that's 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 what we're doing too. We've made a Google site and we've just put our different resource, everything we're training on, we're putting all of our resources on there and keep sharing that link with teachers. And it is it is it is very useful because like you said, we get to collaborate as a team. So it's just not one person doing it. We get to put all our ideas together. So that's been a great resource for my district as well. You know, I I I one of the things that I'm really trying to do is keep things simple. Um, I know that out of what we'll call it 80 teachers, not everyone is comfortable even in their classrooms teaching digitally. Um, now you're totally changing their world around and suggesting, we're not forcing, but suggesting that they teach with a video camera in front of them. And mm -hmm. all of these things are new. And, and look, we can redefine the word skittish. And that's a good term to use because that means they're willing to try things. They're just not sure yet. And it's hard for me to say, I'll be there to hold your hand because at the same time they're doing this, 
I'm teaching my classes. So there's actually been a lot of times in the first couple of days where as I'm trying to do my thing, I'm on another monitor running it, you know, a text messages with a bunch of teachers. And and frankly, I love that. But (laughs) going back to the digital learning websites, if we were to come out with, you know, 9 million pages with tutorials on every link and Teachers are going to get freaky about that and not want to go back because they're not going to know where to start. So what I've done was I I just created a page on my Jeff site called it Digital Learning. I put a frequently asked questions. I put a few links and I said next week we're going to add more. And if you want to talk about these things, call me. I'm happy to do it. And then exactly. next, next week, I'm going to do Screencastify and Screencast-O-Matic. And then the following week, I'm going to add, because look, let's face it, it's my, March 22nd. We're going to be here for the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely adding those resources at the point they need them. Don't just dump them all on them and say, here's the website, go forth and conquer. You know, we need to curate those at the point of their need. And so how do we do that? I want to talk about our third thing here, which is the one-to-one coaches. Susan, just on, on, a, on a yes or no here, have you worked this week with teachers one-to-one? One to, one to, have you been coaching teachers this week virtually? Yes, absolutely. Melissa, have you been coaching teachers this week virtually? Yes, we've been doing it more of a group setting. So we've just been having teachers sign up. But since you threw that idea, that's when I was like, I'm going to try that. So I got a few teachers on today and we were just kind of talking through some of the things that are they are going to be starting next week. So they haven't gotten all their direction yet. It's coming next week. So they just, we were just kind of throwing out ideas today. So but that was it was really nice to connect with them again and talk about like um, what they foresee that they're going to be teaching. And we want to hear from you guys. If you're out there teaching one-to-one, if you're out there struggling to figure out where to start, how to start, how to motivate, we'd love to hear from you guys. Of course, you can find us over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach, or you can go over to AskTheTechCoach.com, or heck, you can reach out to us and join us on Wednesday, March 25th at our next Tech Coach Roundtable. We're probably going to end up doing this almost every Wednesday because it's such an important thing that we all get together. I want to take a moment here. we got three more things to think about here, but on, on this concept of one-to-one coachings, I've been working with the SAMR model. It's not necessarily something that the district says, hey, we've adopted the SAMR model, but here's, here's my philosophy, and I'd love to get your thoughts. Right now, we have all of these teachers, and I mean all, who are used to doing things in their classrooms the way they're doing things. Suddenly, their classroom is ripped out, and they want to keep the status quo. I'm talking to a lot of teachers and trying to understand the concept of you're going to have to rethink what your curriculum is, what your teaching is, what your expectations are, because we do have a lot of teachers that are sitting here saying, you know, I did this before we left and I don't understand why I can't just do the same thing now virtually. And I'm going because the kids are literally in bed with the Chromebook open and they're sleeping while you're teaching. So looking at the SAMR model, I'm, I'm not calling it that, but we're just diving into the S, right? Substitution. You did this and now we're going to look at it this way. I'll give you an example. Um, yesterday, working with a teacher who said, I, I do these gallery walks where the kids go around the rooms. I'd like to do something now. What do you got? And I said, great. 
What would that look like? She explained everything to me, and while she was explaining it to me, without her seeing I was doing this, I pulled up a Google slide, I made up a bunch of examples exactly how she told me she did it. And then I pulled up a screen share and I just saw the eyes and she says, okay, I got that. Now show me how you're going to make that. And we walked back and forth and like an hour and a half later, she was like, okay, I get it. I said, great. On Monday, have three slides. Make it simple, make it easy, make it text-based. If you like that, the next time you do it, do it with audio, do it with video, do it with an image, you know, but we're going to start very simple. Substitute what you're doing yesterday and how can we do it simple video right now? Don't overwhelm these teachers. Keep it with baby steps. What do you guys think? Exactly. I mean, I think that was the big thing we told our teachers when we, you know, had to break the news that we were going to have to go to this model. You know, we've, we've trained about the SAMR model for I mean, at my current school, I've been there a year and a half, and we've trained about the SAMR model, and here we are now living it, per se, and, you know, as much as we want to teach, 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 train, train, train them to do the A, the M, and the R, at this point, we've got to get them doing the S because we're teaching virtually for those hesitant teachers, and, you know, that's one of my passions is to help those hesitant teachers work more efficiently and sometimes that substitution and those baby steps is the most important thing to get them up there where they need to be. And, and, and that's for everybody. I'm looking at my lessons going, okay, at the very start, because these kids aren't used to virtual lessons. So I need exactly. to figure out what I was doing before, which, again, was total Chromebook based. But now they're doing total Chromebook based without the structure. So how do I just go back and say, let's go to the beginning. We're going to substitute this for something similar. And now we're going to move forward. Melissa, do you uh, work with Samer? Do you do you do you have a philosophy for one-to-one coachings? What are you thinking right now? Well, we don't work with the Samer model. Um, so I've been using. I used um, Rigor. I don't know if you've heard of Rigor and Relevance by the International Center for Leadership Education. So it's technology by the quadrants and using Bloom's technology to teach. So that is. Kind of, that's something that I used in my last district, and I've I've used it now as I've gone. It's been my philosophy that stands behind me, and I've shared it with some teachers. So as they're integrating technology within their classroom, this is kind of what I've shared with some of my teachers, looking at Bloom's taxonomy and where does it fit. But I really do like the layout of the Stammer model. I think it gives us a nice thing. Again, I don't open the fourth wall and say, now we are doing a substitution. But, but in my head, mm -hmm. I, I like for this example, all right, instead of the kid going to a wall and typing something, here's a Google slide. Same exact thing. Then you, you know, then if she comes back to me again, I'm going to augment it. Right. Okay. Now we're going to have them make a video and put the video on the slide. And I'm saying things to them like, don't worry. All of your kids know how to do that. What do you mean? Well, they've all had my class, so they know how to do those things. Now the teacher's like, oh, you mean I don't have to worry because the kids know how to do it? Yeah. Exactly. And so mm. trying to look at these one-to-one -one coachings as baby steps. I got to get them to – just like a normal coaching – I need to make you come back to me for a second round of coaching next week or tomorrow or, hey, here's my cell phone. Text me when you need something. Right. But having these things here and not overwhelming them, that's really, really important. Now, Susan, Susan, right. you, 
You're right, because at the beginning of the year, you know, it might have been on this show. I was listening, you know, because you come in, you're a new tech coach. You're so excited just to share everything all at once. So I really had to pull back. And I I think I've heard this phrase from someone on a podcast, not to vomit your information. And when I feel like I'm, you know, when a teacher asks me, I have to like step back and like, no, Melissa, hold it in, hold it in. Just give them just a piece. (laughs) And, and, you know, for me, I miss being a full-time tech coach. And so for me now being in a position where the teachers are working with you one-to-one, I feel like I'm ready to vomit on them and go here, 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 here. <laughs> and I, and, it, and it's hard for me to step back and go, shut up and listen. <laughs> And then take those baby steps with them because I'm all in. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, you can do. And I have to remember, don't, you know, and my first couple were difficult. Here's how I'm doing things. And even when I explain that to my administrators, they're like, oh, oh." and I'm like, okay, well, we'll we'll back up. We're going to take a step back. And, and I love my administrators. They're, they're, you know, they're constantly telling me to downshift a little bit. And that's, that's important, especially now. I mean, even my, my, one of my admins, she, she emails me the other day. She's like, you're in heaven doing this, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't have to, dr- I don't have to drive three hours to get to school. I'm having a great time and I'm, I'm look at all this good stuff I'm doing and, and I don't have to drive to get to school. Right. And so one-to-one coachings are important. Another thing, and Susan, you said that you're doing this, group coachings. Have you gotten success? Let me let me change the question. On your own, have you been successful with group coachings or are the group coachings being set up by an administrator, third party that says you now have to go see Susan? How are you setting these things up? Um, just as they come to me. Um, thankfully, in my situation, I have a great relationship, I think, <laughs> with my teachers, so they know they can come to me, and they've been meeting and planning as teams anyway. You know, for example, the kindergarten team meeting on this day to figure out next week's lessons, and the fourth grade team here or there, and so it's been um, it's been very easy for me to make that happen, and. Um, my um, team and I, I'm with the curriculum team, and as we had a team meeting um, the other day via Zoom, you know, we were talking about, you know, doing more with that in the coming weeks, you know, as they're planning and wanting to know new things, um, you know, the curriculum, we have a curriculum specialist as well as um, myself and my coworker as tech coaches. So, you know, bringing in those curriculum specialists with us as we meet with that fourth grade team or whatever team that is. I mean, we even try to meet with the special area teachers as far as, you know, the librarian, the music teacher, the PE and health teacher, you know, what can they do as a group to either support the other teachers or make some of their work and, um, enrichment for the students so so it's been huge for me and um thankfully again back to that relationship um that was already developed in person has allowed me to be successful here on the distance learning side so five ways to work with our teachers we've talked about emails we've talked about creating our websites one-to-one coachings group coachings there's there's two more here and 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 the one that i'm nervous about mentioning because this one kind of gets that slippery slope but being a member as a teacher in other teachers google classrooms have you guys had that experience are you putting yourself in there are you saying hey if you want to add me as a teacher i can help you what do you guys think well, I haven't been 
a, a teacher in the Google Classroom. Now I've, I've been in some of the Seesaw classes and kind of helped with that when we started building those. But no, I haven't, I haven't thought about this opportunity to do that. We've had um, some good luck with it with our with our use of Canvas. My coworker who um, takes care mm -hmm. of most of the Canvas, she has she has the administrative ability on there to just pop in and out. She doesn't have to be a mm -hmm. teacher in there. She has full access, so she's able to just pop mm -hmm. in and out and just see what those teachers are doing and the collaboration there, and using that as a base for complimenting that teacher and the administrator for what they're doing. And then on the elementary side, we use Google Classroom and the elementary and so myself and the curriculum specialist um, we've been able to just ask to be invited as a teacher in those classes mm -hmm. and just observing what the teachers are doing and I think you know we've tried to come from again the angle of encouragement and they're now opening themselves up to sharing with us a little bit more and more so I think you know, this whole thing, you know, if something positive comes out of this virus going around all over the world, uh, teachers are getting motivated in a whole different way that, you know, maybe we as educators, this is what we needed just to refresh ourselves and revitalize. I I second that. I'm t um, like we like I said, we started. Um, we just created like a schedule of different classes they can attend. And first, we just started with the basics: Google Classroom, Seesaw. But then, towards the end of the week, we started pushing out uh, like slide into slides and HyperDoc. And I was so like amazed, like the turnout. I had like 40 teachers come online. They didn't have to, but they just joined. And yes, I got to vomit all my information about HyperSlides and why I'm so passionate about. Them. So it was wonderful for me. I'm super excited about this opportunity. We actually had a teacher comment the other day um, to my coworker and I, you know, I guess all these people who uh, didn't listen to the tech P PDs before wish they had it now. <laughs> and yeah. she was saying, Yes, that they are because they're having to do it. <laughs> so those are our five suggestions for you. We want to hear what you're thinking about all this, right? Keeping those weekly emails coming, creating a reasonable digital learning website, setting up one-to-one -one coaches. And look, we're doing these off hours. I'm doing mine at 830 at night. I'm doing mine on Saturdays because those are the, you know, like whenever a teacher reaches out, cool. I'm here for you. I'm certainly not going to say it's seven o'clock at night. No, um, that's my, you know, mm -hmm. family situations, but one-to-one -one coachings, group coachings, becoming teachers, creating Everything for our teachers is here. Now, I want to add a sixth one on here, and that's talking about the different templates, right? Because we as tech coaches want to do things. We want to show things. We want in those newsletters to go, hey, here's a suggestion, run. But we don't want to be wasting our time either. What suggestions should we be able to be thinking about when it comes to creating templates, creating uh, uh, resources, what are some suggestions that you guys have for tech coaches who are looking to be helpful but not be overwhelming to either themselves or each other? Well, I think the choice boards being at differentiating for the students because you don't want to push out the same board for a student who is um, really advanced compared to that maybe that RTI because even though they're at home, you still need to uh, challenge those students. So I, I think it's important to really think about how you're organizing those choice boards for your students. 
And there's so many things out there that are already created that, you know, so many of our mentors have available for free for us to use. And, you know, don't just take it and use it as is, you know, as a tech coach, grab that, modify it for your teachers and then put it out to them. You know, here's here is, you know, a choice board template. Now give it to the social studies teacher, give it to the math teacher, give it to the English teacher, and they can all modify it Mm -hmm. to their own subject area. And, you know, just so many things out there, just having, you know, the video, um, the video platforms ready for them to use and um, they're at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. Guys, we are going to be meeting this week. On Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, um, we're calling it our Tech Coach Roundtable. We we did it last week. We're going to do it next week. We would love to have you guys, and I would love nothing more than to have a Zoom room with 400 tech coaches in there, all sharing and caring and making sure. So check this out. Write to us over on Ask the Tech Coach. Ask us for that Google form. I'm happy to send it out to you guys and would love to have you join us. Melissa, thank you so much for being yes. on the show. You are welcome back on anytime. Thank you for and, having me. I love doing this. I'll be back anytime. <laughs> excellent. Um, Susan, what can we expect now that you are officially, you said you're 21 years old. What are, we, what, what are you looking forward to as we go through the next couple of weeks in uh, you know, home learning here? Oh, my goodness. I'm just looking forward again to another great week. And I think you mentioned earlier, Jeff, I'm I'm low-key loving this, wearing this headset. And we've deemed my um, office at church where I've been working out of for both jobs, um, Command Central. So um, I'm loving this. I'm loving this way of helping teachers. I mean, I can't wait to see them face-to-face again. Don't get me wrong. But this is just awesome and looking forward to more great things. It is nice seeing all the Facebook posts of you having a good time at your uh, digital broadcasting center. It's like, that's why I'm happy you're my co-host for this show. Right? All those different things. <laughs> Guys, we're going to wrap up here. Next week, we're going to be continuing these conversations, talk a little bit more about some of the topics that came out of our, our roundtable meeting this week. Don't forget to reach out to us over at Ask the Tech Coach. We would love to have you there. This is episode 87. Guys, I don't know what else to say. We're in this for the long run. Some states are closed. Some states are getting there. Some states are saying three months, six months. I don't want to think about nine months because that's going to break into, you know, I don't even know. But, um, guys, if you have anything that you'd like us to help you out with, we are here. We are everybody on the TeacherCast Educational Network. And on behalf of Susan and Melissa, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Keep up the great work at home and continue sharing your passions with your teachers. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.